Oh, is there an opening message? Hello and good evening, everyone. This is Belinda Gates Turner, and I'm here with Renee Portia. And Brandon's going to be late tonight. He's doing stuff. Hopefully, he won't be delayed too long. But we're talking Big Brother 19. Renee, say hello to everyone. Hi, everyone. Hope everybody had a good week. Yeah, we're going into Labor Day weekend, so it's party time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the people that will be working is the people in the Big Brother house. That's okay, though. So, Renee, you <laughs> said you were just watching the live feed. So what is happening right this moment in the BB-19 house? Well, they I saw that um, Christmas and Paul were up in the HOH room. And Paul was working his puppetry on Christmas, um, you know, getting her to do whatever he he wants her to do. And uh, I think Alice was in the shower, and then she was making dinner last I checked. So I you know didn't want to feed too much. Go on. The most amazing thing to me about what Paul is doing is that no one has noticed Paul's hand up their ass. He's he's using them all like meat puppets, and none of them have a clue. Do you think? Uh, well, I'm I'm kind of shocked that Christmas can't figure it out. I, I mean, if nothing else, he's a vet. He's a vet. You know, why would you want to take him with you? I, so, but I guess now they have shifted their focus on to Alex. But I thought Alex was in a final two with Paul, so I'm, you know, I guess maybe I missed something. To be fair, Paul is literally in a final two with everyone. <laughs> and I think the only, you know, I think the only final two might just be Paul and Julie. I, I think that, you know, everything's going his way. What's really funny, um, and I wrote about this, I think, Thursday, that Josh, your, your sweet boy Josh, was Cam talking. He was alone, I think, down in the little, the big blue sofa room. And he was Cam talking, or no, maybe he was up in HOH by himself. At any rate, he's Cam talking. He figured it out. He said, I don't, he goes, I hope Paul is with us, with me in Christmas, 110% like he says he is. He said, but maybe he's gone around and made deals with all the, all the couples. And and he laid out exactly what Paul's strategy was, and then he goes, nah, he's loyal to us. He figured it out, and then he talked himself out of it. Wow. So baby Huey basically is he's waking up. Well, except he's like woke. he got woke, and then he, like, talked himself back to sleep. Um, the article, it's yesterday's article, it's in my Twitter feed, and the video of him is in there. And you can see him, he starts out whispering, and you can see the evolution of thought and then him abandoning an extremely <laughs> valid point and deciding to go with blind optimism. <laughs> well, and, you know, I don't, it's crazy, maybe that right? Kool-Aid wears off. You think? I think he keeps giving them yeah, future all- doses. Oh. <laughs> well, like- you know, yeah, <laughs> maybe it's wearing off. You know, it starts to wear off, and he has, like, a little clarity. And then, you know, it's, there's still some in his system. So he, like, you know, he's still brainwashed from it. Yeah, I don't 
it was so like illuminating how clear and focused and sharp and accurate he was. And then it was like, meh. And uh, <laughs> what, what's really funny right now is that Paul, you, you know, for anybody who doesn't watch the live feeds, if you're listening, you probably do, but the very fact that everyone threw a running comp to a one-legged woman is hilarious. And, the, you know, I mean, Jason couldn't play. I don't think, honestly, I don't think Jason would have thrown it. But since he couldn't play, you know, it was neither here nor there. But, um, but for Alex to throw it, and she said she felt safe, and then she volunteered to go up as a pawn. Did you hear that? Well, I actually missed the H. I missed the F O H O H. Comp. Well, H O H hasn't shown. It, it didn't. It'll show Sunday because um, they. It's the first time ever that an H O H comp has been rained out in the entire history of Big Brother. Right. Because it's been rained in Southern California, and so we didn't even get to see anything. And then. It just came back, and on the live feeds, they were discussing it. And it was the thing where you had to put your hand on the button. It was like the ready, set, go thing. Keep your hand on the button, and then I think you had to run a little bit and put your – I can't remember. But it's the ready, set, go comp. And, uh, well, how could she run? Little, well, she didn't. They all just took their hands off the buttons, I think. Like, I think mm. they literally just gave it to her. What? Yeah, no, no. Every single person that was playing gave it to her because Kevin thought that they were going after somebody else because Paul promised him he was safe, and he actually is safe. Jason couldn't play. Uh, Raven knew the plan. Josh knew the plan. Christmas knew the plan. Paul knew the plan. Um, yeah, so the only people, the only two that should have fought for it is Alex and Jason, and Paul convinced Alex that she was safe and that Kevin's going home and she's even agreed to go up as a pawn. So I think they're gonna Christmas is gonna be able to nominate them and I don't even think that they're gonna complain because they think Kevin's gonna be a back door, which is insane because Kevin has never won a comp except the first one where he pushed a button. <laughs> yeah. And Paul is like their secondary target. So, and they decided not to backdoor because almost everybody will have to play in the veto comp just because of the numbers. I think one yeah. person will piece it out. Yeah, so mathematically, it didn't even make sense to, um, to backdoor them. But because Alex and Jason are thoroughly convinced Kevin is the target, they didn't take the apple. And that's what I, I actually wrote earlier today that that tree has. Two good ones and two bad ones, and it's literally their only chance. One of them was a second veto comp. One was what bounty on your head. One was eliminate two eviction votes, and the other one was can't play in HOH next week. Those are the four. So two are good, two are bad. But if you're not in the house next week, it doesn't matter. Right. So they should have right. picked fruit, but. No one's alarmed enough. So, yeah, we were talking about it for a second before the show started. If you're listening and hadn't seen it, there's a video grab on, a, on Twitter. But the tree lit up, and everybody flips the tree off. And so now <laughs> there's a 
initiation ceremony, I think hoping, hoping that someone will get a clue and take one. But I don't think that happened. I think that, I think it, I did hear them say that the tree wasn't lit up anymore. Um, they said it was done for the week, so I, I assume it's done. It's, it's, they can't, yeah, that's the they won't have a chance. Yeah, that's the yeah. end of it. So. Yeah, you know what? Very strange situation. What? They should have had, come on, don't you think it would have been good to have a Pandora's box? Uh, I love the Pandora's box. Me too. Come on, big brother. There was one season, I, I wasn't watching, but my husband had told me that one a girl pressed the button and she was locked in a room with someone annoying and then had to watch everybody else get money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was awesome. What was your favorite Pandora's box that they that they've done? I think they sent Jesse in the house with um I want wait who was it with uh I don't know if it, I don't know if it was Jordan it was I can't remember who it was with but they sent him in and they had to watch he tormented uh, the person while they, they were out there I guess getting money and. You know, they had to watch all that. So that was really funny because I, I literally can't stand Jesse. Mr. Pectacular, you don't just love him so much? No, he so lost I, me. So. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get blocked? How does that happen? I'm sorry. How do I get blocked? Uh. By an attention whore. I mean, any attention uh, Seriously, I I guess I heard his feelings, uh, you know, too many times, so he blocked me. <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, I've got some Jessica Graff news. I don't know if you saw this today, but in the house, hi guys, I they were. Hi guys, I, I just want to excuse you for a minute. Uh, Brandon, is that you? Hello, it's me. Hi, Brandon. Yep. <laughs> Better late than never, I always say. We're glad you're here. We 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 talked about that they they gave the middle finger to the tree of temptation and that everyone in the house is asleep and sheeple and Jason and Alex are marching mm-hmm. yeah. their doomingly. Well, what I was about to share was my Jessica Graf news. So tangential to this, uh, all the all the sheeple in the house have been talking about how they're going to parlay this experience into you know real world fame, and Paul was talking to them about being on the Bold and the Beautiful last year, and so they were debating who would get to be on there this year. Well, Jessica Graf is going to be on there. Mm-hmm. She so <laughs> nobody knows that yet, but the news came out today on um, one of my. Other my soap podcast, Michael his uh, his site Soap Opera Intel broke the news today that Jessica has been given a slot on Bold and the Beautiful. So I'm sure that will chat Paul really bad. I don't know if that means nobody else will, from this season will get to go on. Maybe Cody's going to get to go on with her. I mean, they tend to do more than one person. Like last year, it was Paul and Victor. And Mama Day that were on, isn't that right, Brandon? Do you watch Bold? Uh, yeah, every once in a while I do. I didn't. I don't remember that episode, but I do remember them being on there. Yeah, I think they were like, weren't they wait waiters or waitresses or something? Yeah, 
the caterers at Bill and Brooke's wedding that Bill called off yeah. because he was rich. Yeah, so they well, had a few lines. As always. Awful. They weren't awful, but I – so I'm really interested to see if Cody is going to get to be on there with her and if no one else from this season will get to be on there because that will kill them if Jody gets to go on well, bald and they don't. <laughs> I thought they always did those kind of casting announcements with, like, Big Brother cast members. They always did those together. So, like, I, I thought that they would just announce it once and all those people would be on there. So, I don't know, just yeah, the no, way I took it was that. Well, Jessica said she had big news, um, like, four days ago, and everybody was jumping up and down on her timeline going, are you going to tell us you're pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> and then... There was the bold and the beautiful, not baby news. So, Renee, I don't know if Brandon has seen it, but let's talk about your video. Oh, your, yes. Your yes. Video. Uh, uh, oh. Well, Linda, mm. I could not wait to talk to you about this video because I had to rewatch it several times just to see if if she was doing what – they said she was doing, and uh, so I, I uh, right away I, was, I said I have to send this to Belinda. So <laughs> I watched it uh, five times. I watched it five times, and I was throwing up in my mouth, and I got so disgusted I forgot to to email her back or to tweet her back <laughs> because I was just like, oh, <laughs> it's Raven, isn't it? it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. I don't. I do. I prefer to not mention it, but I. I know what you're talking about. Uh, ass munch. <laughs> she had a punch in the yard and she packed it in her back door. That I just, I was like, was it something on her nail? Like how you, you sometimes bite a little, you know, a little piece of your nail that's coming loose and it just looks bad? If that's what hmm. she does habitually, I understand why she's chronically ill. Hmm. You stick your hand in your that ass and lot. then into your mouth. Uh, yeah. I I don't think that looks that's, good anyway when you when you do that. Yeah. No. That's that's just horrifying. No. Actually, my favorite moment of the week was um, I was at Wednesday night when they when they showed the veto comp and they were tearing up the house. I don't know what Josh was thinking, but he ran in there and he ripped out the drawer of their nightstand and condoms and ick went everywhere. Uh. <laughs> I don't yeah, we ran it back and then we paused. He was just like, he looked like he was just about to vomit. I'm sure there was more to it and they just edited it. I would pay so much to see the unedited footage of what happened when he realized what he had done. Oh, I miss Wednesday night show. Oh, my God. Yeah, you need to go back and watch it. Cause, yeah, that's like if you accidentally stumbled into, I don't know, the Ebola room at the CDC by accident. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and it just stuff went flying. I mean, I'm sure plenty of it was stuck and couldn't, but it was just so awful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is, like, my favorite thing. But can we talk? What do you guys think? Did... Did I misunderstand, or did Matt only get one penalty point for all the stuff he did? Is that right? Just one? You know? From 
Yeah, from what I read, that's all that he received because they did, they did a whole announcement thing in the living room, if I remember from what I saw. Uh, they said that he would receive one penalty vote for the eating non-have-not food. As far as I know, that well, it didn't go any farther than that, which doesn't make any sense. Because he should have gotten at least three because he slept in a regular bed, he took a hot shower, and then he ate regular food. And he also told Big Brother to F off because every time he started doing he didn't just eat once. Like, he was eating constantly, and Big Brother was coming on saying, Matt, stop that, Matt, stop that. And he would ignore them, and finally they went, Matt, stop that. And he went, fuck you. And he kept doing it. And it's, oh, wow. <laughs> I tweeted a little while ago, Global TV did this great little montage I don't know if you saw it on my timeline, but it's it's Matt in the Big Brother house, day one to, like, 67, and he's laying around, and he's eating cereal, he's doing nothing. And they show day 68, and he's going crazy, and he's screaming at Jason after the veto ceremony. <laughs> and then they were just showing, <laughs> and then, but it's, like, the last three days, I think, it, that he had in the house. He woke up, and he went crazy. Too late. Yeah, well, and it's a little too late. So what he said in his, well, he wasn't trying to save himself. What he said in his exit interview is basically he was trying to guarantee that he'd be voted out instead of her. He thought he was going to get a lot more penalty points. He said he wanted to break a record. He was going to try to get 100. <laughs> That's why he was not stopping. Yeah. Is he that clueless? He's that stupid. He really he really thinks that she can win. I mean, and he said that. So. Well, then he must not be a production member like we thought. I I just don't understand it, but, you know, he's going to let Mistress Von Munchausen stay in the game, and he's in jury, and, you know, maybe he was just tired of it. I don't know. I mean, the most interesting thing he said in his speech, well, I thought it was interesting that he he's planning a real romance with her after that. I assumed he was just boinking her because she was letting him. <laughs> and they well, were both like, they were both like, we're the same person, we're perfect together, and it was just like, wow. <laughs> what are you gonna say, Renee? Doesn't doesn't um she should have won the comp last night? Well, no, there he. I think they were going to let Jason and Alex think she was like a um, fair nom or something or a backup backup. There was a reason, or they wanted her to, to play next week. But Paul doesn't want her to win anything because he doesn't trust her because he even has already in advance talked Raven out of trying to win the next HOH comp, according to the latest live feed update. And she didn't so he is like already... Yeah, no, he has moved into week 11 of gameplay, <laughs> and he is already, like, pre what to do. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of amazing. So, as of now, the Tree of Temptation is out of play, and it doesn't look like the nominations happened yet. No. So. No. But it looks... I mean, it looks like a shoe in for Alex and Jason, 
and I, I wrote about this, I think, today, because they had to go ahead and do them both directly, because if they didn't, then one of them would probably get to play anyway, and they could be safe and pull the other one off. So she's got to nom them head-to-head. -head. Oh, she, Christmas was just called to the DR. So that yeah. means she's going, to, she's going to lock in her noms, so they'll probably have them soon. But, I mean, it's a fait accompli. We know what's happening. Yes. <sighs> Unbelievable. I'm, I'm offended with these people. Like, they offend me and how stupid they are with this game and how much they don't care about the game and give it no respect at all. It's honestly just offensive and upsetting that these people wait, are wasting such an amazing opportunity to just give it to someone else and do whatever someone else says. Like, I've never seen a season like this, honestly. I've been watching since, like, season five or six. Never seen a season like it. And I, I just, I don't understand how. Like, how do we get to this point? Well, I mean, obviously it was Paul, but still. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just kind of, kind of crazy what, what they're doing. And even now, other people in the house are still saying they're, they're debating, you know, keeping Paul in, getting Paul, you know, putting Paul up, and they're like, I'd be happy to lose to him. And it's like I wouldn't be happy to lose to anybody if I didn't have to. No. Take it out of my cold, dead hand, you know. Yeah, exactly. I was hoping that this week would, with all the easy targets gone, you know, that this, I don't know. I was hoping for better, and I'm not seeing better. What's interesting to me, because I, after the, uh, with Kevin saying he doesn't, he didn't want to go up onto the block as a pawn when Jason was trying to talk him into it, I made the, the offhand comment to my husband. I said, you know, uh, he's being a real jerk. And my husband said, no, he's not. He said, I wouldn't go on the block willingly. And he said, it's ridiculous. He said, they never used to do that. He said, you got put on the block. You didn't agree to it. If somebody needed you up there, you went up there, and then maybe they'd tell you later you were a pawn. But... <laughs> He said that, you know, you should never do that because the mantra, Paul, you know, pawns go home. And he was, yeah, so, and it's funny that Kevin has better game instincts having never seen an episode of this show. So <laughs> <laughs> true. And that made, yeah, and it made me think, I actually think I'm going to, I'm going to write a blog about this, that that was the way that Paul was last season. He came in totally ignorant of the game, and he almost won it. And then you can tell now he, he went home after losing, and he has studied, because now he talks about stuff from other seasons. Like, I think he binged them all. And the guy, the, the guy that might actually take it from him is, is the total newbie who knows nothing. Well, if Kevin could be a comp, which he can't. But I was happy that, um, you know, when I watched the feeds, uh, the one day that I watched, it, it was right after the, I guess, when Jason didn't use the, uh, in the veto, when he kept him up there um, and everybody was angry. I The fight between 
Josh and Kevin, if you watch the feeds, was the best part, one of the best parts of the season because Kevin, you don't want to mess with him. And he, he had had enough, and he's telling, Jace, uh, telling Josh, you know, shut the F up. And I, I thought he said, I, could, I wanted to listen to it back, but he was like, you know, you don't want to mess with me um, like, like gangster, you know, like he's in the mob. You know, and he wasn't taking any of his crap. And then he went for the glass because it looked like he was going to pick up the glass and smack Josh over his head. And then we, and then it cut the fish. And then it fished for yeah, like I don't know, yeah, two hours. And it, and it was like, well, he was about to go all like Boston bar room on him and like put that upside his head. Yeah, it was. That it was, was worth a- having the feed. Yeah, it was a good fight. It was a good fight. And you're right, Paul, I mean, Kevin, the stuff that Kevin has been saying and the stuff that we know about his father being a drug dealer, I, they're kind of clueless. I mean, he might even come come after him after the game. He seems like the kind of guy that would creep <laughs> up to your house. Come in later. You know what? Put your dog at his bed, you know. Josh totally deserved <laughs> it. Oh, wait, you think your boy deserved it? Oh, totally. <laughs> he was he was just, you're a liar, and, you know, he was he wouldn't let it rest. And I was a little confused about Christmas. She got so upset because he asked her. She asked him if he was going swimming. And, see, here's the thing with Kevin. They need to remember that Kevin is older than them. Kevin comes from a different generation, and I know this because, you know, my family – you know, sometimes when they talk, they, they don't talk the same way that I'm, I'll, I'll call them kids, the way the kids do. Like, he says things that I don't know how to put it. Like, you can just tell that he's, he's older, and uh, it, it, I don't think he does it on purpose when he says he asks questions the way that he asks. I just think that's part of him. And he just said, so are you going swimming? And he's like, oh, uh, yeah. He's like, so are you going swimming? And that, like, sent her into a tizzy. You would have thought, uh, you know, he said something really horrible to her, and she went like, you know, like exorcist, and her head spun around, and she like went berserk. Um, and that's what started that whole fight uh, with the two of them. So it was, I, I think Josh deserved it, and then he went and cried. Of course he did. I love it when he cries. Of course he did. Of course he did. That is his, yeah. I don't. I think what what was funny to me, you mentioned Kevin's age, but on on the veto show the other night, uh, Wednesday night, he was really upset. Like everybody, I think he he went like fourth or fifth going into the house to look for the the, the veto cards, and he was so upset. He's like, "What are they doing? They're throwing stuff all over. There's stuff on." He didn't he doesn't understand the comp at all, <laughs> and he just was like vetching about them messing up the house and so he didn't even really look for a clue he was like hanging up his clothes and like straightening stuff out (laughs) (laughs) and they come back in and they wreck it every time he went in he was just like complaining about oh these kids they're making a mess (laughs) it's just like oh my god yeah I don't yeah So what are your main thoughts? Well, for starters, the whole Josh situation with any time he starts anything, I I feel like Josh might be 
somewhat more likable if he actually backed up his actions and and then run away crying in a corner after someone you know fired back at him. Uh, but that's that's his mo is to you know make a make a big deal about it and then turn it around and act like you're the victim. So I, I feel like that's a big reason why you know no one likes him. Of course, I think he's just an asshole. So you're saying but, you know, making victims more there. He, he was making more victims. Uh, yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I, I I think you know at the beginning of the season. When I heard the, the the phrase victim noise, I I rolled my eyes. I'm like, uh, this is something we're going to hear about all season. But now I'm like, I, I understand where Cody's coming from when he says that. I understand. I get it. Yeah, well, and also, basically what Josh was been saying to Christmas after, you know, during the Boohoo Fest was something like, to the tune, this is paraphrased, but I don't know why why people get mad at me when I'm just being honest. Oh, okay. Okay. And it was, First yeah, all, basically no. he's like, Second I'm all, no. telling them what they need to hear. And it was like, okay, yeah. And it's like, and they get mad and they hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take yeah. much to so hurt I'm wonder- Yeah. I'm wondering if we're going to come back when the live feeds come back and it's just going to be like a brawl and the Cowboys going nuts. Or if Jason and Alex are still going to be in the dark until the POV. Because really they don't have, they won't know until the POV, depending on who wins it and what happens, you know. And when's POV? Kevin, um, POV, well, the, the, the ceremony is, the POV game usually plays out Saturday. And then the ceremony is usually Monday. I'm assuming it still will be, even though it's Labor Day. Um, so realistically, if people can keep their mouths shut, they won't know until, you know, Monday afternoon. But Kevin, they haven't told Kevin. Paul keeps telling Kevin not to worry. So what could happen, though, is if Kevin tells either Jason, like if he tells Jason, because he and Jason are so close, oh, Paul told me not to worry. When Jason knows that Kevin's the back door plan. Well, Christmas told Kevin to keep acting paranoid. Yes, she did. She did. But he's got <laughs> loose lips. He and Jason tell each other everything. They're like little women. They, just, <laughs> they both tell each other everything. And Kevin can't keep his mouth shut, which is why the whole house knows he has that 25K. They never would have known until, you know, later watching it back. And it's like, I don't know why he ever said that. That was crazy. But, yeah, so I just, I, I really think there's a chance. But even if Kevin does, the only thing it could do is provoke arguments because the nominations are going to happen and it's going to go down that way. And I'm sure both Alex and Jason will play hard for the veto, you know. So. Yeah. Hmm. I'm well. interested to see what what's going on in the jury house. I think everybody over there is probably – pretty happy, you know. Um, did y'all notice on, I'm trying to think, it might have been Big Brother Network that did the screen grabs of it. At the veto comp, when Raven comes bouncing out of the house, because I think she found two, and one of them, she jumped up and she did this like in the air split, 
and they did a screen grab of her in the air about four feet off the ground, and they, they put, um, what was that knee syndrome she said she had, like a spongy knee or dry knee? <laughs> what, was, what was she calling it? Do you remember? Oh, gosh, I'm going to have to look it up. I can't but keep track they, of all um, there should be a chart. Yeah, let me see. All I have to do is BB19 Raven Knee Rough Kneecap Syndrome. So, yeah, Big Brother Network did, I'm going to see if I can find it so I can put it out there, but they did a tweet of her, like, four feet off the ground doing this very athletic thing, Rough Kneecap Syndrome, and they did another when she came bouncing out of the house, and she did, like, a herky or something big, and they captioned that one, Inverted Spine. Another one of her mystery <laughs> ailments. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, yeah, I just don't think Matt, she and Matt don't have any any idea. Oh, here it is. All right, yeah, I'm going to put it on my timeline. It is amazing. It's stuff that I I could not have done this kind of jump in, on my healthiest day when I was in the Army and was like, you know, <laughs> 18 and uber <laughs> athletic. This would not happen with my body. It just wouldn't. Which I think is, you know, the big issue for everybody. I'm going to tweet this right now. Well, she um, has a GPA in dance, so, you know, she's she's very skilled <laughs> because she has a GPA. Oh, my, that was the best thing ever. Renee, did you notice that? No. Go ahead, Brandon. Give her give her a little recap of that since she brought it up. Uh, well, the other night there was, I think it was Sunday night. They did kind of a little uh, recap of <laughs> Raven and all her lies, and this one was kind of <laughs> this is the one that stuck out of my head. It happened, I think, early on in the game. Um, I think Paul was talking to Raven in the kitchen um, about about school, you know, college and. And I don't, I don't know where the conversation, how the conversation got to that. She was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, my 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 GPA is in dance." And then well, he said, I, "He said, what was your GPA?" And she said, "Dance." That was what it oh, was. Oh yeah. She said, "Dance, yeah, I, dance, the, the dance, dance." He said, what was your GPA? Yeah, he goes, <laughs> "What was your GPA?" She said, "Dance." And then she said she minored in something, but yeah, it's like and the funny the the look he gave, he just like his eyes rolled completely around his head. And she's she said she's very smart. Didn't she say that early on that she's she and Mama are both in Menza. They are both in Menza, according to her. (laughs) In her mind. She says a lot of things. I think we need to figure Bye. out a different, a, a different, uh, what do you call it? Oh, my mind is blank. When, when the letters stand for something, an acronym. Thank you, my brain. A different acronym <laughs> for Menza that's more relevant for her. We're going to work on that. But she what did. You say, Renee? She, everybody said she was lying when she said, so Jason whispered in her ear that he would pull one of them down, and they did show it, and he did say it. So she wasn't lying about that. Um, but the girl does 
you know, I, I, my favorite part was when they were showing when she speaks and you don't know what she's saying. And I was watching the feeds for a little bit today and she said something and I had no idea what she was saying. So I don't, I don't get that. It's kind of like just gibberish. She just starts, you know, jabbering and you don't know what she's saying. I loved it when they were subtitling her with the nonsense. And <laughs> he doesn't like her. He doesn't know what she's saying, and he doesn't care, you know. So there was a a lot of talk in the Facebook groups today about her, and they were basically saying it's just – it was more sex talk about her, saying that's all she's done. And they left off hand jobs, and I had to remind them they left that one off. So. <laughs> She's got a GPA and hand jobs too, don't forget that. They should have a competition I like think, that. And I think Matt's GPA was obviously home act by the way he cleans up the kitchen with his, his towels. So oh my god. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, there is now, there is now no reason to watch the live feeds after the lights go off. Because <laughs> there's no yeah. one left in the house. Because <laughs> before know. you could switch between that's Cody and those two, and I, Mark and Mark and Elena weren't. I don't think they were doing everything, but they had some action going on. But there was always under any of those green lights, there was always like undercover friction happening. And now it's just like Kevin and Jason spooning, and that's like it. Jason. <laughs> 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 Kevin kept talking about how they sleep. We sleep together every night, and it was just like that's lovely. I can't watch the feeds at night. I, I did before, but I just can't stand listening to them snore and any of that. It just, I, I have to turn it off. I have, I can't be a part of any of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't usually watch it a whole lot at night because it, it tends to get weird, but that's also when Josh does his cam talking. I tend to wait until, because there's people that watch it all the time, and then you go back and see the clips that they capture, and it's like, okay, that's, that's, what I'm going to watch. The mm-hmm. ones that someone thought was good enough to uh, took the time. I am uh, oh, I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't know if you guys want to go back and talk about this, but I, I was kind of ticked off because, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with Jessica, and the fact that she's out there you know, gaining more fame and now going to be on the Bold and Beautiful. It's like, it really doesn't say much. I guess, you know, I don't watch the Bold and Beautiful. Every now and again I do. Isn't that the one, I think, is Rena Sofer on that one? Rena Sofer's on it, yeah. Yeah, I, I like her. But I, I watch it every play, now and again. It's a fashion, it's a fashion-based one. Yeah. But it's like, almost like, so you need no talent to get on that soap? I, I don't understand. And you know, they're just giving her fame, and I don't, you know, look, I, I don't think she deserves, not from Big Brother, I, I, I didn't think she, uh, the things that she said, and I don't know, I, I just, her personality to me wasn't, you know, all that great. I just, it just irks me that they go into the house because they want fame, and they say and do things that are like, you know, I don't know, not. Yeah, you just, uh, you just need to be bold and beautiful. <laughs> right, exactly. She's been retweeting all the articles. Entertainment Weekly reported on it. Like she's someone. Well, she's verified now. 
I mean, gee, I can't sleep. I know. I I was so so excited for her. Yeah. Here's some. I was looking at Jessica's timeline, and someone tweeted her, "FYI, my friend has gastroparesis with a pacemaker." Is seven months pregnant with twins and healthy. Raven is a fraud. <laughs> and uh, Jessica here back said, at least we're getting some facts now. <laughs> well, oh gosh, she changed her profile pic too. Now it's her and Cody. Uh, yeah. Aww, that's adorable. And then her, and then her ass on the beach. Yeah. Yeah, 20 days until I, need I get my back, she tweeted. So, and then her, her final prediction is Paul and Josh. What, what did she say? Wait, she said 20, how many days till she gets her boyfriend back? And then what, another five days until they break up? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, know. I just have to tell you that I, I didn't like her already, but she had two tweets from yesterday that have me done with her. This dumb bitch watched Death Note on Netflix and tweeted, loved it. The comic book feel to it is dope. I'm sorry. This has nothing to do with Big Brother, but I just have to say, Death Note is a magnificent manga and a fabulous anime series that I watched in the original Japanese. And for her not, for her to say the comic book feel, like she's too (laughs) dumb to know what it was. And I just have to tell you that the Netflix adaptation was garbage. It was garbage. It was so awful. <laughs> they, they took this great Japanese work of art, this incredible series, and they made it into whitewashed crap set in Seattle that was just – the only good thing was Willem Dafoe was the voice of this death god. Anyway, I know that has nothing to do with brother and no relevance for anything, but that just cements <laughs> and how perfect profoundly, profoundly damaged she is and that she doesn't know anything. (laughs) Now I understand why Cody looks good to her. It's all clear to me now. (laughs) Honestly, though, everything you just said is over my head and sounds like a foreign language, so I really have no idea what you were talking about. (laughs) I'm sorry. uh, I'm a closet otaku, so you probably don't know what that is, but that's okay. I know. love everything Japanese. I don't watch a lot of American TV. Big Brother is the, is the exception. I watch a lot of European and Japanese and anime and, yeah, just all this stuff. Anyway, it, I have weird viewing habits, but just that was just beyond pale. I don't know. That's like someone seeing, okay, let, let me make this a real-world comparison. Someone going to see the female version of Ghostbusters not being aware there was another good Ghostbusters before it and saying that was lit. Well, she's not very deep. That's no, more understandable. That, that is exactly the situation. It's like that just, you know, but no one will care because, you know, she's got big boobs. As long as, hey, right. As long as she's got, you know, her big, well, T and A, you know, nobody really cares. Uh, you don't need talent, apparently. You just need big boobs and, you know, your ass hanging out all the time. And I wanted to tweet yeah. her and ask her about her dad. That's how I've gone through in life. Was... <laughs> well, 
wanted to ask her about uh-huh. Her dad, the conversation that she had with Cody, I, I wanted to say something like, so, you know, the conversation you were having, but she never answers me. Like, I'll tweet at her. She just ignores me. So I'll probably get blocked if I keep <laughs> uh, saying stuff to her. So. Well, yeah, because you're not kissing her ass. Right. And you know who I doesn't mean- kiss ass? Matt doesn't. Remember Matt? Um, What's his name? Matt Hoffman? Yes, Matt. Matt was that busted Raven for not being in Mensa. Oh, okay, because he's, he's getting on all of them. I was reading his Twitter feeds, and he, he seems like he was going off on, what, that Gina Marie or whatever her name was because she put a GoFundMe page up, and, you know, he doesn't kiss their ass either. But I, I just – I would love to have her on, but I guess, you know, we're not entertainment, you know, tonight or entertainment weekly, so she won't talk to us. But uh, – I just wanted to talk she, about her dad in that well, conversation. I know. It was so weird, the stuff she was saying and that she never would clarify. But now she's folded she the beautiful level now. So. She said her dad was a man whore, basically, right? She said he was a male stripper, and I think she said he sucked a lot of cock that he, he provided for, <laughs> right. for us. It was so graphic and so horrible. I mean, but if your dad's dead or alive, that's probably not anything that you should be saying no matter what. Even say it was true. <laughs> I just can't think of the circumstances where that's, like, okay. Oh, hey, so speaking of talking about, yeah, talking smack, what do you all think about the, uh, the rape threat controversy with Jason talking about Kevin? Uh, that, uh. Didn't that make it on Fox News even? Like, I think that made it on, like, cable news. It made it to, I know, to TMZ, which TMZ, for some reason, has started showing an interest in Big Brother, but they're ignorant because I don't think anybody there watches it. Yeah. (laughs) So they just, like, they see it somewhere else. They're like, we're going to write something, and it's like, okay. Yeah, um, let's see. They said that Kevin's wife spoke out about, yeah. So Jason said he would go and fuck Kevin's wife and tie down his daughters to watch. And and then Jason's family tweeted apologizing for him and said they were inappropriate but they were said in jest, which they were. Which they were. I definitely I mean it was it was gross but and I shared this in the Facebook groups and I think that the the greater consensus was people say over the top stuff. You know, I will come to your house and kick your ass and rip your head off and shit down your throat. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> but, um, just your normal everyday chit chat over the water cooler. No, I was just telling yeah, Brandon that I mean, the other night. Exactly. That's what. I, that's how I greet my husband when I come in the door. Later, I'm gonna rip your head off. <laughs> yes. Um, but the TMZ Live got Deborah Schlehuber. However, you say his. Lahaber, I don't know how you say his last name. Lahaber. And she was Lahaber. She called and said it was the worst thing she's ever seen. And she said she and her her husband signed up for Big Brother, but she and her daughters didn't sign up for it. And it's like, well, I I don't think the Cowboys gonna knock on your door and actually rape you. <laughs> I mean, if they just door, they should probably like throw the deadbolt and walk away, not let him in. But I I don't know how you. 
I, I get it. You know, when you're on, sometimes I guess you forget that the camera's there. I don't, I don't know how, but I don't know how you go in and you say, you know, there's one thing, playing the game, play the game, but some of it's not gameplay. I, you know, like saying something like that, not sure. I didn't hear it. Um, I didn't get to see what, what transpired, but, you know, talking about murdering people and, you know, raping people. I, I don't racist stuff. That's, you know, you have to just remember to check yourself and everything you say may mm-hmm. not make it to TV, but it's on the live feeds. And then, I mean, it gets to TMZ. It gets, that could ruin your life. You know, and, uh, it could go. Tody's remarks about transgenders. That was. Right. That was like yeah. way over the top. Awful. Right. But they'll forget about that because he'll be on the bold and the beautiful too. Uh, maybe, maybe not, because Old and Beautiful has a transgender actress, has a transgender, not a, not a trans actress, but they have a trans character. Um, you don't watch Bold, you said, but uh, Maya. Carla Mosley. Yeah, Maya, Carla Mosley, and she was on there, and then, like, her sister showed up and busted out that she used to be her brother, Myron. <laughs> and the rich Which, by the way, that her. name is just so old school and not even, like, I don't even I know. know I know, I picture Myron, I I picture Myron with like a fro with a pick in it and like like <laughs> ni- like nineteen seventies like disco jeans and you know yeah. like back dog. Yeah, yeah, it was just like the Myron was such a weird name. And uh anyway, they they've gone there a lot on Bold and Beautiful. So I honestly I would be I didn't even think about that when we were talking about Cody getting on there, but I would be shocked if Bold let him on there. Unless he showed up to make out with her, <laughs> make out with the trans character and uh, formally apologize, although she's not trans in real life, so it probably wouldn't bother him. So, Yeah, I didn't like that at all. I didn't like great stuff. Um, like the, the stuff where they've been calling Josh fat, I don't really care about that, you know, even though that's a personal attack. I mean, he's not fat, and if you cry over being called fat, Big Brother's probably not the place for you. <laughs> I've been calling him Baby Huey. Yeah, I mean, he's not the skinniest guy, but it's like, come on, really. Well, Alex, let's talk about Alex for a second. Um, I just saw a tweet. Kevin's family is running his Twitter account, and they tweeted out, I think yesterday, if you support Alex in any way, please unfollow this account. Yeah. Because she was trying to starve the old guy. What did y'all think about that? <laughs> <laughs> she did. I love how your first reaction is she just bust out in laughter. But, but, but she then she told everybody in the house. She scolded them. She said, don't you make him, don't you show him how to make slop. I was like, this girl's evil. And then it was, did you hear it that was? she told, um, I'm sorry? It was evil. No, that's the right word. Well, then then she told, I don't know who she told. She said, go outside and tell, or go somewhere and tell Kevin that he looks old because he's laying out in the sun, so he looks old. I'm like, what, you know, what's wrong with her? She's, that's just being mean. That's not game. That's just mean. What is her with him? Um, He's not bothering her. So she's just being a bitch. 
I think she's really upset about Jason's loyalty to Kevin. I think it's just eating her alive because she thought that Jason was her puppet. And Jason finally found his ball sack and stood up to her last week. And I think she's targeting it at Kevin because she can't target Jason because he's still her ride or die because he's a very strong competitor and she can't have him going after her. You know, that's my theory, my two cents on it. But did you notice that both Jason and Paul went and helped Kevin? Yeah. Yeah, they got his huh. dad. So, yeah. and of course, Paul only did that because he had a good reason to do it. He probably wouldn't let him start too. He thought it would help his game play. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm shocked that um, production didn't get involved. You know, like, I don't think it's right when they hide hide stuff like that. I, You know, especially if you're, you have to be on swap. <clears throat> I, I don't know why they wouldn't get involved and be like, stop that. Well, what was interesting also was y'all saw that Kevin was certain that Raven did it. I don't know what? if ever he Kevin thought that it was Raven that did it. Oh, I don't oh. know if he ever figured out that it was Alex. Maybe he did because she was on such a campaign to harass him. But when it happened, he was a hundred percent sure that it was Raven. When realistically, it wouldn't have, you know, she wouldn't have done it unless it somehow would have called attention to her, you know. And her disease. <laughs> and her illnesses, her many, many, you know, because she's a Baroness von Munchausen. So I just. Oh, wait, somebody, can't. Um, somebody just tweeted. I wonder if Raven's going to eat that steak they're having for dinner. Didn't she say it would kill her like hamburger? She said she can't have red meat, but then, because we talked about this, I think, last week, and then I mentioned that she was talking about how much she wanted beef jerky. <laughs> can't do the math on that. Yeah, they're making steak and potatoes and spinach, so it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> it's so know. funny that we know what they're going to eat. <laughs> I know. Well, they, you know. We'll look at the live feeds, and they're like making it. It made me want to go get a steak. It was like, oh. Really you know good. what's funny? Um, a couple seasons ago, when um, Rennie, Ren, what's her name, Rennie? Um, yeah, from yeah, I think season I, nine, season ten. Yeah, well, all of them, a lot of the seasons, that one in particular. Whenever they were eating, it, I ran out. Like if they were eating peanut M and M's, I was like, now I want peanut M and M's. So like, I remember, I think it was that season. I must have gained, like, I don't know how many pounds because every time they were eating, I was like, I have to have it, and I just would go to the store, <laughs> and it was crazy. So you're right. When they eat, you're like, I want that. Well, no, not to be funny, but watching Matt, I don't keep cereal in my house. And it made me really want cereal because anytime I eat cereal, I get a, a mouth sore. It just, I love Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch just <laughs> mad. It's like eating Smashed glass. Captain Crunch is the worst thing to put in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I have been... Did you say? Wait, did you say smashed glass? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it just destroys the lining of your mouth. I have never eaten Captain Crunch and not gotten like a hideous mouth sore. And, and yet, 
here, I will still buy a box and eat it, even knowing that it's going to just do bad things to me. And watching him eat cereal has been torment. So, but I don't eat. You know. I've held out, and now he's gone. So I think I'm going to be good. I do think if anybody's going to get fame and fortune from this season, that some cereal company needs to give him an endorsement deal. <laughs> well, he specifically mentioned during his exit interview with Julie about the s'mores cereal. I think that's like a Kellogg's s'mores kind of cereal. Oh, yeah. How he, like, cleaned it out. And it's like they need to sign him up now. He could just do a tour eating cereal for them. Oh, gosh. I could see it now. He said that. Ugh. I don't think any of them deserve any fame. Well, guess that the that disease that she has, that I do believe she has that one. I just think she's, you know, all this stuff. She's exaggerating. I'm interested to see the Gastroparesis Foundation. I have not <laughs> seen them come out with any statements or anything like that defending her. It's like they're just staying out of it because, you know, her main illness is mental. So. Have we heard from <laughs> any of her family recently? I feel like, like early on in the season we were hearing them like fire back and and stuff, but I don't recently I don't think we've heard much from them and, and what what they think on the whole situation. Well, I there was a, a big firestorm because her mother started doxing people and were criticizing her, and then that blew up like on Reddit and and in some other places. So I think she got so much backlash from her trying to dox people that. You know, she calmed it down and just decided to leave it. Yeah. So that's my guess. But I don't know. Hmm. They're in Hillbilly, Arkansas. Maybe they just don't get a TV signal there anymore. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I, the, the, the one catchphrase of hers that I'm so tired of is her calling herself Arkansassy. I mean, she's she apparently she doesn't know that she's all this attention is being you know put on her over these illnesses or whatever. And she, I think she's going to be really hurt when she gets out of the house and she sees that basically she's the clown and you know everybody's laughing about her. But you know, I would like to know what is true and what's not true. She might just love the attention too. At the same time, maybe. You know, she'll be upset a little bit, but I feel like in some aspects she'll just love that she's getting all this attention, even if a but lot she of people she's is. dying, right? I mean, for some people, any attention is good attention, even if it's negative attention. They don't that's, care. That's, that's crazy. That's just insane. She thinks she's dying, is. right? No. Oh, yeah. She's I don't think she thinks she's, she's dying. She is. Right, but I don't think she thinks she's dying. I think that she thinks that everybody else will think she's dying because she keeps uh, repeating it like a mantra. 
But no, I don't think she thinks yeah. she's dying. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't think so. If so, that her mental illness is at a level that is beyond what I thought it was. If she truly thinks that she's terminally ill, you know. Maybe she's not sick at all. Maybe her mother has just, maybe her mother has Munchausen by proxy, and she's actually been slowly <laughs> poisoning her ears. And Raven's actually oh. fine. She didn't even. Hey, y'all, look what I found in my ass. <laughs> that's well, my that's little race. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's beautiful. That's cool. It's an Arkansas when you're wearing short shorts and they don't have pockets, you just put your snacks up your crack. We call it a crack snack. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all want to try one? I've got three more up there. Uh, uh, well, first of all, that needs to be trademarked. We need to have that term trademarked. Crack snack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to bet that Pat has a crack snack or two. Yeah. Oh, yep. mm-hmm. on multiple occasions. When he's not eating cereal, I think that's probably what he's primarily dining on. I mean, uh, I don't know. Now I'm starting to, you know, that commercial, how many licks does it take to get the center of a sushi roll? I don't know. There's got to be something <laughs> there. With... <laughs> uh, it could be a whole line of, of You could have, you know, salty crack snack. You could have, you know, sweet and savory crack snack. Be on the whole product line. Get, get working on that, Belinda. I, I think of the choice that chocolate pudding is the uh, the optimal crack snack because that's what you want everybody to see. Obviously. Obviously. I, just that kind of made me. I even made myself queasy with that one. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I'm wondering when she walks out, when she's inevitably evicted, although she would be a really smart final two choice because I really think you could put Charles Manson up there beside her and they would give Charles Manson the half a million before they gave it to Raven. <laughs> um, yeah, she's the optimal final two. And I, you know, Paul has been shielding and sheltering her and he promised her that he would make sure she got an HOH before all was said and done because she was whining about not having an HOH and um, there's also a bunch of controversy around the fact that she met Paul you know before the season when he was on the, the bar the, the bar circuit for his season have you seen the picture of them together Mhm. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Some people have theorized that they might have had a deal even before they came in, but I don't know how. I don't know enough about production to know if that's even feasible. Um. I don't know. And Paul Paul swore the other day that he's never had sex with a fan. And then I and I immediately flashed back to that picture of them together in the bar. And I was like, hmm. I wonder if Matt is getting, you know, floppy beard leftovers, but I don't know. Oh. 
I completely digress. I wonder if she gets evicted, if someone doesn't wise up and realize that she's the best person to take the final two, what will the audience reaction be? Do you think she'll get cheers, booze? I mean, I, I would almost like to see silence. We've never seen silence before, you know? Brenna, what do you think? What will the reaction be? Renee, you go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I, I was thinking of something else. Go ahead. I think I would honestly. I've never really thought about the silence thing because you know they always have like a hype man or you know some production member there telling them how to clap and when to clap and you know not to boo, which is something that's annoying. You know they always try to avoid having the audience boo. I can't. I think the last time that anyone's been booed is probably Aaron from Fifteen. I don't know, mm-hmm. um, but I would. <laughs> I. I, I was Matt booed? I didn't see Matt's eviction, but was there? Did you hear any any one person maybe yeah. give him booze? Because uh, loud, he got loud cheers. But I mean, Matt's likable. I mean, his attraction to her is inexplicable. But there's nothing. That's like my only issue. With, didn't play the game, but you know. No, he got loud, loud cheers. And well, that's offensive when he to me. Answered, yeah, and when when he uh, answered the serial questions, everybody was laughing and cheering, and yeah, he seemed to be well liked. I so. just I don't I don't get it. I mean, I would love for someone to be booed this season because honestly, every single one of these house guests deserves to be deserves to be booed, but you know. They do their best to try to avoid that, you know, production and, and such, which takes the fun out of everything. Well, I think production is production is. I feel like they are heavily involved this season, more so than they usually are. And I don't like the conspiracy stuff where it's like, oh, production wants so and so to win. I usually don't like that kind of stuff, but this season, I'm kind of like, hmm, maybe, you know. Way more believable now. Yeah, I mean it, it does seem plausible. Renee, did you did you dig up your other thoughts you had going? <laughs> I I actually Brandon actually uh, made reference to it about the, the booze they booed that Erin right that's her name uh, when she was saying all those you know I guess racial uh, comments uh, they booed her and. But what's funny is you can be, like, the most vile person and come out of there, and it doesn't seem to harm. I, I, I don't – is there anybody in, on any of the seasons where they've, they've been really, really harmed, like their you know, reputation? I, I think all of them do meet and greets and, you know, get some type of fame. That, that's what aggravates me about the show. I, if you're a vile person, then you shouldn't get – you know, accolades for that. You know, you shouldn't get success from it. You should be a vile person and go away. But these people come out, yeah, they clap. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Do you guys keep up with any of the past guests to see, you know, how well or not well they're doing? Or If I trip across them, I'll, I'll look at stuff. But I think Erin got fired. I mean, I do think oh. she had some backlash. I'm pretty sure she did get fired 
Oh, she did. She worked. Her and Gina Marie both got fired. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, well, maybe that's why Gina Marie has a GoFundMe or something. <laughs> Have you ever seen uh, her tweets? Her tweets are literally make my brain hurt because I'm such a grammar freak, and she has the worst grammar ever. First of all. Second of all, she it's, it's like she's supporting everybody this season for being assholes. I don't know if it's just because that's the kind of person she is, but she's the most obnoxious human being. Well, I don't know. Most of these people take the cake, too, from this season, but I just really can't stand her. That's how I feel about yeah. Dan. Oh. Yeah, you don't like Dan. I, I do not like he that can, just for a second. I mean, how dumb can an entire cast be where he's locked in as a punishment away from everybody and he comes up with this, my funeral. And they're like, oh, my funeral. Well, let's go to McCann. I'm like, what do they do to these people? And then he wins the game. Like, I. I just didn't get it. I, I, I wouldn't seriously break my television when, when he did that. So then he writes a book, you know, and he's on here like he's an expert. Like, I, yeah, these, some of these people just irk you to no end. Yeah, I mean, the main thing is when they – I mind more when they don't just go away like, like Jesse. <laughs> and it's like okay. he just – always there and it's like mm, no <laughs> just go <laughs> and, then, and then the one thing he's on soaps now yeah yeah because he, he was on Young and the Restless and most of them do I think go away and James had said some things he he has um, he explained to people that like you don't you're not going to make money off of this you know, you can show up to some events at the bar, but it's not like this is going to be your living. He still has his real job and everything. So, and I actually like James, but um, and I think like Nicole and Vic and them. I don't think that they're. I think that you know, because Victor's a personal trainer, like so many of these people. I think he is still like trying to leverage it a little bit for you know his business, but most of them seem to really go away. I don't think Jess will go away. I, well, Cody didn't go away. He's doing. He did a movie. Him and his brother. Or, I don't know. That I can't take those two either. No, I I can't. The the stuff that they said about women and everything is just I am done with. And I know that one brother is mm-hmm. worse than the other, but I don't care because they came from the same genetic material, so they can both just go away. They're both vile. They are. I just. Tweeted a, I retweeted a video of Raven. She was up in the HOH room alone, and she was dancing. And she owns, she says, and her mother says, that she owns a dance studio. And honestly, she is it, terrible. She looks like a drunk middle school cheerleader. Like, it is so bad. Oh, wait, there it is. I don't uh I don't get it. And it, she's ill coordinated and if you look down the chain I think um some people have added some beautiful stuff. There's like 
to uh, two dancing hippies at a campground that are just amazing, better than her. It's strange, though, how ill-coordinated she is, and I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> now, does any... Christmas again, I know that I haven't seen this yet, but it'll be in her diary room things, you know. She's going to be talking about how she she was going to make a big move. And putting Alex and Jason up is is it's a big by itself. If you if you partitioned it off from everything in the house, putting up Alex and Jason I think is a big move. But when you're putting up Alex and Jason because Paul has his hand so far up your ass, he's controlling your esophagus. It's not a big move, you know. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Big move, not a big move. There has been no big moves this season at all, and I don't foresee that changing anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, unless someone, and I just can't imagine any of these people being strong enough to put him up. Like, they're, they're scared. And they don't, there's there's more of them, there's one of him, and there's all the rest of them, but every day that they let it, every week they let it go on, their odds decrease. It's so bizarre. And, you know, I mean, it's in the end, and I know we, we keep saying this, it's, he's going to deserve it, which is what gripes me most of all, because oh, yeah. he's hurted them all. I mean, he's, he does deserve it. And it's just it's not I just, it's not fair though. Like I know that's so cliche to say and, and people say that every season, but it, having Paul on this season just is was not fair. I I maybe maybe if it was a different group of house guests, maybe if it was people who actually knew what they were doing and cared about winning the game and, and you know, actually wanted to go farther than just jury and sit around and eat cereal all damn day, I don't know. We'll never know, but I just, it was not, <laughs> this just was not meant to be this season at all. I, I just kind of want to put put this season out of my mind. It's just kind of depressing to think about how horribly played it has been since the beginning. Yes, yeah, somebody in group today was saying, what would have happened if Kevin hadn't have pushed that button and brought Paul back in the game? And somebody answered, they were like, well, it doesn't fucking matter now. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> I think they would have exactly. found another way to bring him. They, they were going to bring him back in no matter what, I think. So if it wasn't that, it would have been the punishment for something else. They would have thrown, Renee, like you were talking about before, a Pandora's box in or something. Yeah. He was just going to – really, the the theme of this season has been curses, and I just think it was Paul was the uh, the overriding curse. So, and it, the ratings are still doing really well, which eludes me completely that, you know, Brandon, are you watching at all? Uh, are we talking about Big Brother? I don't know what show that is. I'm sorry. 
I know you said that you turned off your live feed, but are you are you watching the episodes? Um, since we've talked last week, the only episode I've watched is Sunday, and that was because I have to blog for uh other you know place that I do Big Brother stuff for. So I only watched it because I I was forced to, so I would blog it. So the only episode I've seen in the past week and a half is Sunday. So no, I'm really not watching. That's fine. So who are you blogging? Who do you blog about Big Brother for? Uh, it's just a, a Tumblr page. It's um, uh, Duckball. Okay. I don't know. It's just something that we started a few years ago. Um, we only had like two people when we started. Now we have five or six. Well, I know that honestly, when I've I've been writing about Big Brother for a few. I've been watching it longer that I've been writing, but I used to do recaps of the shows, and I would do the live feed updates in terms of, like, who won the HOH and who won the veto. I quit doing that this season because you don't have to. Even if you don't watch the live feed, you know what's going to happen because it's Paul's got his playbook out, and they're just all, you know, lockstep marching like lemmings to the edge of the cliff. So he's honestly like I had to change my writing style for this season because of him, and you know, just covering the weird stuff. Like one of one of mine that did great was our Raven and Matt, the most disgusting showmance ever on Big Brother. Uh, no, like that. Yeah, that twin were up there. Yeah, and it's like that you can't just write the regular stuff. It's just a, it's a weird season, and there's no surprises. You know, so really the only um, thing you can do is create some controversy. I I have a question. Wasn't there, I, we may have talked about this, but uh, wasn't there a year when they actually brought Big Brother back for the wintertime? They last summer they brought it back well they did over the top last fall that was the first yeah that was I thought that was the first non-summer episode they've ever done I Um, I thought I could be wrong I I don't know how long Brandon you've been watching but they had like a strike I I think and they they brought it back yeah 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 they did you're right you're right yep I had a yep because they had to fill time, and they couldn't do scripted TV. I'm looking, I'm looking back. It was 2007, 2008, Big Brother 9, the first and only season of the series to air in the winter. Look at you go. Look at your memory. I had actually you forgot know, I, about I, I bring it up because I wish that they would do it again, because I really enjoyed um, watching it then, and it was better than Over the Top. I mean, I didn't even finish watching Over the Top, but um, I wouldn't mind if they did it again. And you know, this cast is horrible. I mean, truly, they are. Uh, you know, it makes me. I look forward to my Big Brother. It's like my summer thing. You know, I watch it, I get into it, and I feel like it was a big disappointment this year. Yeah. Well, and. That the, the winter Big Brother had the lowest ratings of any season, and so I'm really? sure that 
Yeah, it had the, the, the premiere was like 7.3 million, which was their lowest premiere, and by the finale it was down to around 6 million. So, and Over the Top had dismal ratings. It was awful. I didn't even. That's the first season of Big Brother that I've started that I didn't finish. I was just like, I don't care. I don't care who wins. You're just like the done. Um, yeah. So, I mean, obviously I'm going to see this one through because we're only three weeks out. So there's a double eviction coming again that Julie announced. Y'all heard that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So and then the finale is the 20th, but there's another Friday episode on the 15th. So I'm wondering what that one will be. Um, it would be kind of amazing if Julie came back and said, "Oh, I was lying. We are going to let. We are going to have a battle back," you know, because <laughs> they could say <laughs> we didn't want playing like you knew you had another shot, you know. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I think that's valid. That'd if be, they wanted to bring yeah. in and smash things up, I'd be fine with it. Because otherwise, it's you know lockstep to the end, and the only question is who will Paul be sitting next to, and will they get even one jury vote? You know, <laughs> they won't. I mean, I Cody will vote for Paul. I think they would all vote for Paul at this point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure Cody will. Uh, yeah. Mark and Elena, I don't. I don't, I, they, yeah, they probably will. I don't know, though. Um, I don't think. Heading Paul, she really was touching yeah, all over him, well, remember? I almost forgot about that. I hadn't. It was, it was I weird. Feel like I feel mean, <laughs> everything. A lot of times like there's been a bitter jury. Um... I feel like a bitter jury has come into play uh, in recent years with with season finales, but I really don't see that happening this year because there's there's really nothing to be bitter about because no one played the game, and Paul basically outplayed all of them. So I really don't see there yeah. being any bitter votes from jury members. Um, I agree. So, yeah... I, Fairly predictable. Beads are back. I mean, I would say, I mean, if if Jason or Alex wins the veto, which I do think they have a good chance of winning it because they're both, you know, they're both comp beasts. If Christmas woke up and put Paul up there, but even if she did, I don't think they would vote him out. You guys think mm-hmm. they would vote to I was I was thinking about that because it's a double eviction. So the, even if she doesn't, you know, now put him up, like it, it would be great because everything happens so fast. I would that would be the most dumbest move if if somebody were to have the you know the I don't want to say the you know what to to put him up. You know, they could put him up next to Raven. You know, I mean, why would you vote out Raven over Paul? You know. And yes, they might. But yeah, right. I mean, he has not been on the block this season. 
Him and Kevin, I think, have, are they the only two that haven't been on the block? Mm. Yeah, everybody, everybody else. Yeah. I think they are. Pretty Jason's sure. Jason's been a pulled himself down. Alex has been up there and pulled herself down because that was during Cody's HOH. Raven was just up there and survived. Christmas was up there because Cody put her up there. Josh was up there, and he almost went home, but then things turned around. Um, yeah, literally everyone but those two have been on the block. So it's a... Uh, and if it keeps going, I mean, he, he really, he might be one of those rare house guests that, that goes all the way without ever going on the block. Well, so so now they're back, the feeds are back, and, and Jason and Alex are up. And my question is, they're going after Alex, right? If, if they are, I think that's a dumb move because Jason's been winning... Jason was their primary, but it, it has been shifting. So what it is, Kevin is pushing hard for it to be Alex, but Paul wants it, last I heard, Paul wants it to be Jason. But Paul what also, what? No, no, go ahead, finish your thought. Oh, but Paul plants seeds and then he comes back instead of like pushing hard and he's trying to get mm -hmm. Kevin to shut up. Kevin is going to try to save Jason, and he's a problem. I wrote about that today, that Kevin is a problem for Paul's plan. And Kevin well, told Paul, boy, I'll never question you again, because he told him that he wasn't going to go on the block and to just chill out. I, I think it's a dumb move that they send if they do send Alex out, because I think Jason's more of a threat. He wins, I don't know, I, I didn't count, but I think he wins more. Um, they can get Alex out maybe on the double eviction, maybe. Uh, but the way I see it, if Paul was to go home now on this next round, he, yeah, he's, I think he's in there and he's pretty much gone to the finals. Yeah, and, and a bunch of people are commenting that there wasn't a blow-up because they still think the blind side of Kevin is happening and the blow-up is going to happen on Monday. And I, I agree. That's what's happened. It's the same and thing what, Jason did. Right, that's what I was just thinking is the irony is that if someone else wins veto and leaves them up, Jason's going to be having the same tantrum that Matt was having. It'll be a karma <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I will enjoy that. I mean, Jason is the biggest threat, the competition threat, because Paul doesn't – I mean, he could have won that the last HOH that Christmas quote-unquote won, that, that memory one where they had to do the, you know, the clues and the house guests. He had that on lock, and he just gave it to her. And he's thrown mm -hmm. several. So I don't know. I mean, he's been – strategically sandbagging, and I think he's hoping to make it to the very end and then play really hard in those. So, I don't know. All right, well, I think now that we know the noms and everything and we know the drama that's coming, we can probably wrap up. 
So, Renee, you go first tonight. Tell us what your hopes are for this week and who, which two do you want to see out the door for the double eviction versus which two you think will actually go out the door? Well, you kind of got cut off, so I didn't actually hear your... Oh, I said, let's, we're, we're going to wrap up. Let's hear your prediction for who you think will be the two to go in the double eviction, and if, if you could have any results you want, who's the two that you want to go in the double eviction? Hmm. <clears throat> well, so double eviction... Uh, if she leaves, you know, they're all going to play in veto. So given if they don't win, what, I think it's pretty high that one of them might win veto I, because they're both good at comps. Um, unless they're just, well, oh, we're backdooring, you know, whatever. And I think that they will send home Alex. <clears throat> and then on the double eviction, I guess they would be going at that point after Jason uh, because I think it would be dumb to go after Kevin. I, I don't know why they go after the people who don't win anything. I, you know, that kind of, I get thrown every season when they do that. So I don't know. Yeah. So I'm thinking Alex and then uh, Alex, Jason, but I would rather have something go wrong and, somehow Paul ends up on the block and they make it, whoever sends Paul home essentially could win the game because that would be the biggest move, I think, in the game. So and that would make your resume um, that would, move. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, Brandon, what yeah. do you think? So, well, ideally, Paul would be leaving at some point within the next two weeks, but we all know that that's Probably not going to happen. Uh, I would, again, honestly love to see Christmas leave. I, I've said it a hundred times, and I, I, I know I'm kind of alone in it, but I really just cannot stand her. I don't. I, I had high hopes for her at the beginning of the season, but that quickly vanished. Um, and I really don't think she's playing that great a game either. Uh, but I think whoever, I, like Renee said, I do think that Alex or Jason have a really high chance of winning the veto. Um, so it seems like I feel like he'll, if Jason doesn't win, then he'll be the one to leave, which I feel like he's the target more so. Um, but whoever stays, I think, has a, also has a high chance of winning the HOH for the double eviction, whether it be Alex or Jason. Um, and then if that does come to fruition, then I would hope that one of those two would target Paul, um, if not, then I feel like their best option would probably be Raven, because I feel like that's who they would like to see leave, aside from Kevin. I mean, like Renee said, I don't know why they want to target the weak players, but I honestly wouldn't be surprised if somebody won HOH in the double eviction and put up Raven and Kevin, which would make no sense at all, but considering how the season has gone, that's probably what would happen if um, Jason or Alex won the double eviction, HOH. So, I don't know. We can have hopes and dreams, but as a Big Brother fan, you know that those never work out. Yeah, but they say you wish in one hand and poop in the other, see which one gets full first. Uh -huh. Yep. Um, my 
I if they vote if if Jason stays on the block, I mean I do think one of them will come down, and obviously the other one will get voted out. If they can take taking out Jason is smart because he's so much stronger than Alex, but she is really strong. And I think then going in to the other HOH, the thing is they won't know it's a double eviction. I don't think unless unless someone sits down and does the math on the three weeks left and the number of people, which they might, if they figure out it's a double eviction, e either way, I think it's going to come down to the blame game because Alex or Jason is going to be left, and they want to know who did this to them. And if Paul can push the blame off on Christmas, you know, then I think he'll be safe, and I think Christmas will be the target. But... You know, and Christmas likes to think it's her idea, you know, and he's been planting seeds and saying things. And, you know, people, t that group, they tend to abandon the target. It could be their best friend, and then once they realize that there's a target on them, they all back away so they don't get shrapnel. <laughs> so I think Christmas will follow them, one of them out the door. Because so, I, I, I do think Paul will be able to successfully push it off on her. And good for him for doing so because I'm not impressed with her. Uh, I think part of her terrible behavior and choices this summer have been medi medication related, but I don't, it doesn't change anything for me. It's still crap to watch. So that's my thought. I'd really like to see Josh go out the door, Renee, but I don't think he's going to go. But. I'd, I'd, I'd fly out there to pack his bag to see him go. <laughs> so, I just can't take anymore. I think that when this is all done, that Mark and Josh should just spend a lot of time together enjoying their menstruation and watching chick flicks and crying on each other because those two are just too much for me. Um, I have never been that much of a girl in my life like those two are. <laughs> that, that's true. No, they, no. they really are. They're just like way, way too in touch. And I said before, I, both of them have boobs bigger than mine, so maybe it's just the envy talking. I don't know. But they would be funny <laughs> on Amazing Race. Oh, they would be crying the whole time. I would love it. <laughs> they would be yelling at each other and crying. Now, see, that would that's fine on Amazing Race because I enjoy breakdowns. It's lovely to watch someone in rural China on a dirt road having a breakdown. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then to have them up there and one of them bungeeing and the other one bawling and yeah, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. That'd be good. Good TV. It would be. I'd like to see them racing against Cody and Jessica, and at every pit stop, Cody making victim noises at them. You know, that'd be. <laughs> let's, let's do that. All right. Well, I want to get I that tattooed on me somewhere. Victim noises. <laughs> yep. I want to get it That's on my, my lower goal back. For the end of 2017. There. Oh, there we go. On my lower back. Watch out for victim noises. You know. I think that'd be just a place. <laughs> All right. Well, David, I think we're ready to call it a night. So. Next week, we should have a double eviction to talk about. Yay. Yay, and maybe maybe we'll get to talk about the bold move that took Paul, the, the, the bearded sheeple herder, out of this game. 
but I doubt it. I was going to say, keep your expectations low. Uh, Believe me, they have been. (laughs) That's the hashtag for BB19, lowered expectations. Yep. (laughs) It's good stuff. David, are you here with us? I am. Hi there. All right, I think we're done. I'm going to be at Dragon Weekend, so I'll be tweeting about that. And, Renee, what are you doing this beautiful Labor Day weekend? Oh, what am I doing? Ah, uh, just uh, chilling with the family. Uh, so that's pretty much it. Very nice. Brandon, do you have hot plans? Oh, I am getting wild. Let's see. I work tomorrow night until 11. Uh, I have Sunday off, but I have a paper due Sunday night. And then I'm working till 11 on Monday night. So look out, world. Wow. Well, I am interviewing, on Saturday, I'm interviewing Brian Craig from General Hospital. Oh, awesome. He is in Atlanta shooting a new CW series called Balor, and I had written about him on the series, and he retweeted my article, and it just dawned on me. I was like, I should ask him for an interview, and so I did, and he said, okay, Um, you know, meeting him on Saturday. So I'm interested to see how shiny he is in person. I think I mentioned, I may have mentioned the interview last time, but I'm really excited about it. So we'll see how it goes. I, I want to see how much bigger he is than me, because everybody's bigger than me because I'm small. But I want to see if he's, like, larger than life and just as hunky and shiny as he is on TV. So, David, what are you doing <laughs> this weekend? Big plans? Um, I'm vegging out. I have no plans. Veg- Vegging is a, a great thing to do. I think we all need mm-hmm. to do more of it. All right. So I think we are done for the night. Brandon, tell us where to find you on Twitter. You can find me at OUBrandon14 on Twitter. Awesome. Renee, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at Renee Portia, P-O-R-S-I-A, and you can also catch some of my articles that I've been writing for Blasting News. Yes, and they have been wonderful. Definitely check her out. And you can find me on Twitter at BelindaGT. That's Belinda with a Y. And I'm at Inquisitor. And you can check out my my big brother Snark on there, and I always tweet my Snark too. And we'll be back here next Friday at 8 p.m. to talk about the, uh, the double eviction and what happened in the house and anything exciting that hopefully happens. All right, David. Okay, guys, thank you very much for a great show. And we'll see you next Friday. Right on. <laughs> All right, bye. Good night, Happy everybody. Day.
Get connected with Take-Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take-Two Radio. For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit Take-Two Radio.com.